It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Monday, a beautiful Monday. Styles and Watkins got you 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Man, oh man, what a weekend. Mm. You know when we pre- we, we released a new segment last week, Case of the Mondays. We can skip that this week. Yeah. Nobody's got a Case nah, of the Mondays. There's no way. Because the Niners won 34-3. Mm, big time. The Kings, and I'll, I'll get into it, Chris, because you, you I, I tried to will, I tried to will the Kings to this victory, mm-hmm. and, and the text line was about that life. The YouTube chat was about that life. Yep. And we finally got you. We finally got you to come around just mm. in time because the Kings showed up. Will they show up today? We will get into that as well. The Niners won. The Kings won on Friday. A Friday night beam. There's yep. nothing like it. You had Kevin Herter's return. You had Keegan Murray still struggling a little bit from three-point land. Started to figure it out later in the game and and dunked. Okay, we My got the goodness. audio for Come that on. crazy dunk. And whether it's better than Malik's, it's not better than Malik's, but it's still a great dunk. We got Spoiler. that as well. We have Emil Fergoso. He's showing up at 11 to talk Niners, our Sacktown Sports Niners reporter, and even the Raiders. Even though they tried to mess around again, the Raiders won. Huh? Yeah, it was boring. It was boring for me. It wasn't it wasn't a great game. It wasn't great. great. (laughs) You know, you got the W cigar, the the victory cigars. We got that too. No, see, but this is what I'm talking about. You got the you got the you got the beam. You got the victory cigar. There's so much that yeah. happens. And there's a game tonight. And there's Kings a game tonight. And the Kings got a game tonight. They're taking on the Cavs. Who I'm be honest with you, the Cavs. That is a team that I think a lot of people feel could be a nightmare because they're not only are they long, but they're long and quick. Mm-hmm. The Thunder weren't a liar. <laughs> the Thunder extremely long. Not very quick. Shea Gilgis, this is why I was I was sitting next to Whitey at the game on Friday. And I told Whitey that Shea Gildress, Alexander, the way he plays is how D'Angelo Russell thinks he plays mm. in his mind. Yeah. That's how he thinks his game is, but it's actually not. He is a a a, a generic version of Shea Gildress. And he's not even, and I think that might be being nice. To D'Angelo Russell. But I was just thinking about that when I was watching the game. But the Thunder don't play with a ton of pace. Even though they're a young team, don't play with a ton of pace. And the Kings were able to get out because the Thunder, I mean, it was just a battle of the bricks, right? Both teams shot in the 20s Terrible. from three-ball land. So because of that, the Kings were able to get out and transition and do some things that they like to do. But that's too much out of me, Chris. How are you doing on this fine Monday? Pretty good, yeah. I had an energy drink before today's show. So are I'm you feel- good? I'm feeling a little jittery, are you, yeah. Are you I, I usually don't have energy drinks. Yeah. Here. I don't have coffee I don't have energy drinks you can't ever. Go from period. No coffee to an energy drink. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Last night I was you know I was th- I was excited for today. Yeah. I was like I we got so much stuff to talk about. I was working on the rundown until yeah. like yeah. one a.m. No, I and came. So it I was, was a full blown essay. Yeah. Thank I, you. <laughs> just I just had a lot of lot of lot of time on my hand, and I was like you know let's let's get ready for today's show. So yeah, I came in today a little tired, but uh, yeah, man. Very, very excited for tonight's game, and I'm excited to talk about the action because yeah. there was tons from from the NFL mm-hmm. to to yeah. I mean, the NBA had tons of tons of storylines, and and you know, a ton of teams have now played ten games, so we kind of have a better feel for for a lot of the teams across the NBA, except for the Kings. Fun. There's teams I was checking today 
there's teams that have played 11 basketball games and the Kings still are sitting at eight. Hmm. Uh, we just don't know so much about this team and, and we know so much more about other, just like think about the information we're going to have yeah. three games from now. There's so much more information on other teams. So I uh, spent a lot of the time, spent a lot of yesterday, frankly, catching up on, on some NBA numbers. And uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like we're finally in the full swing of things. You know, this there was that nice period where we had baseball, football, and basketball kind of all at the same time. Now it feels like obviously baseball is done, but it feels like NBA and football are both kind of both in the swing of the season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good good, good times right now for, uh, for being a sports fan. 12 p.m., that's when we will fully preview the Cavs and what they have going. They just beat the Warriors. And they, yeah. they, the Warriors cannot beat that team because the can. Warriors lost to them in Cleveland. <laughs> yep. It was the first time the Warriors had lost in Cleveland since, I believe, 2016. Really? Yes. So the shout Warriors, out LeBron. Shout out LeBron. <laughs> shout out shout out Cleveland. Yeah. This is Sounds for you. probably. Was that the game when Steph threw the mouthpiece at the fan? No, no, no. Team? I'm pretty sure because I'm getting confused now. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I mean, it games. must have been, yeah. right? Because after the that, they never came back. finals, and then they played six and seven at Golden State. I think it – no, no, no. You know what? That's not true because of the Kevin Durant ages. What it was – it was regular season. Gotcha. Because right. the picture was, was the probably Christmas the Christmas game, game right? It yeah. was the Christmas game. <laughs> there was yeah. that random game in 2018 when the Warriors were up 3-0 and like JR, they set the record for most threes in the finals. The right. Cavs did. Like JR hit like six threes or something. In right, the right. Game. To not get to not get swept. So there you go. We will preview the Cavs and you know from Donovan. And by the way, friend of the show, Donovan Mitchell, a name oh that comes up very often. We get to see Donovan Mitchell up close and personal. Yeah. I hope so much that I'm sitting next to you because what happens is in the media section, you get assigned seats. So last last game on Friday, I was sitting next to Whitey. Chris was up top with Brendan and the crew. So I'm really hoping, and I kept yeah. looking back whenever anything happened. <laughs> so I, and I want to sit next it's to Whitey so as well. I want to get yeah. sandwiched between Whitey and Chris so I can watch Chris. I don't want Donovan Mitchell to go off. But either way, if he goes off, I will yeah. get reactions from Chris. Well, he's going to shoot the ball, I can tell you he's that. He's going to shoot. Well, there you go. <laughs> there, and, there, and, and here you and start starts. again. It starts. And if he does go off, I will get a reaction from Chris. So I am very excited. I Please, please, if you haven't made it, if you're listening, Kings – Front office, Kings ticket, media, please. If you haven't, if you haven't <laughs> made, made the seating, the seating chart yet, and you are listening to Sacktown Sports, Thousand Watkins, please put me next to Chris. Please, yeah. please, please. I don't know. I kind of like the uh, the you being across the room thing. It adds a little bit of humor. Just well, like you're to, looking at yeah, me. I like look over to you, and then you're like, it just it's the perfect timing of you right. looking over and doing something. And then halftime ends, and I'm behind you. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. What's up now? All right. One thing, you know, and it's tough on Friday games because we're, we're, we need to look forward to, For to sure. Monday now. Yeah. But I, we have to talk about how that team came out on Friday. By far, can mm-hmm. we all agree, best, best win game. of the season? Yeah, best game. Best, best win game of the season. Best, best performance of the season. Yeah. Best win of the season, however you want to put it. Uh, you know, to, to perform that way without De'Aaron, uh, when OKC was playing really well heading into that game, I think uh, definitely, especially with all the noise on the outside of, you know, what were they going to look like? I mean, I don't think that there's been as few uh, people who felt like the Kings were going to win a game this season heading into that game as, as there was. It like, was bad, man. It really it there was, was bad. It was, let's just make it competitive. Yeah. I mean, again, I was talking, do we need to prepare for moral victory talk on Monday? <laughs> 
it was it was pretty hopeless for the most part, and for them to to just kind of uh, rise up and have that that performance mainly defensively. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier the shots weren't falling for either team. Uh, the fact that they were able to to pull out that game, I think Mike Brown said it after uh, in his post game press conference, but. That's just not a win. Like that's not a game that the Kings would have won last year. They right. would have wanted to rely so much on their shooting, and when the shooting wasn't falling, that was it. They were like, "Well, we can't, we can't defend." Yeah. So uh, I guess I guess the other team's just gonna outscore us from the perimeter and win. Kings showed great effort defensively, and again, it's just it's I I like the ability to show different ways of winning to kind of parallel it to football. You know. We talk a lot about teams like the Dolphins, who it mm-hmm. seems like they can only win if it's 40 to yeah. 15 or something yeah. like that. 70 and sunny. Yeah, exactly. And it's got to be perfect <laughs> conditions. I like the fact that the Kings are, so far this year, they found a couple different ways of, of winning ball games. It shouldn't just be, okay, our formula is score 125 and the other team just can't keep up with our offense. That's That's a good one way to win, but you also need to be able to, you know, play good defense yeah. or, or, you know, attack the the rim if you need to or, or just win in different ways. And uh, I think it's a, a positive step that mm-hmm. the Kings are are starting to kind of figure out how to win some some ugly basketball games because, frankly, uh, the shots are going to fall eventually, but they need to, like in the playoffs last year, when the shots don't fall, they need to have other paths mm-hmm. uh, to getting a win. Yeah, yeah, and – that's exactly what happened. And a microcosm of that, I think, and we'll get into him more in depth here later in the show, Keegan Murray. Because Man. Keegan Murray specifically wasn't looking good early. Yeah. The shot, I mean, I, didn't he airball a shot? He did, yeah. And yeah. I think that might have been in the second half. Yes, it looked really bad. And he's yeah. still and He's, he's still kind of a pal- perfect microcosm, honestly, for yeah. what we're talking about. Like, exactly. shots not falling, but still finding ways to get to get results. I yeah. think that's that's a bigger or he's a, a specific example of what the Kings did in total. Right, right. And somebody like that if you can power through the struggles that you've had by the time your shot does come back, now you're a completely different ball player right. because you've worked on offensive rebounds. You've worked on yeah, and on Chet yeah. Holmgren. <laughs> you you've worked on all these things that can make you feel like hey, even though the shot isn't there, I'm still progressing as yeah. a basketball player, which is, I think, exactly what Mike Brown wants. Got to get to a break. When we get back, all right, man, we really spent this time talking about Brock Purdy, yeah. right? We could probably count on two hands the, the, bad, the bad throws from Brock Purdy. And y'all were ready, ready to send him out of town. Not me. Not me. But y'all were ready to send him out of town. Hey, man, was, we, saw, we saw Sam Darnold yesterday. We just did. Saying, just we did. Technically, there was one specific throw that I am naming a certain nickname. I'm not oh going to say it now. When we get back, I'll talk about it. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your new home for 49ers football in the 916 Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. And I was never against Brock, but now I, I might be a Brock believer. Some of those okay. throws, I just I just got to say. But before we break that down, Styles and Watkins, 10 a.m., 2 p.m., feeling real good here on a Monday. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend, Chris? I feel like I feel like we need to do more of this. I want to okay. chat with you. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we talk a lot, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is, hey, let's do this on the yeah, show. Let's do that on the show. Yeah. So how did you spend your weekend? Um, how did I spend my weekend? See, now's the part where I have to remember what I did this weekend. Uh, I had some friends from out of town who were in town, stayed the night on, on Friday. Okay. So, you know, got home from the game, hung yeah. out with them a little. They stayed the night, got breakfast the next morning. And Ooh. then, uh, 
just kind of laid out on Saturday and, yeah. and didn't do much of anything, was exhausted. I think I, uh, yeah, we had nice little Thanksgiving dinner with my mm-hmm. family because we're not going to be out of town for, for Thanksgiving. So, you, so Oh, you did it early. Did it early, uh-huh. yeah. So uh, got that out the way. I shouldn't say got that out of the way like it was some, you know, burden right, hanging right, over me, right, but, right. but uh, took care of that. And then uh, Sunday was just all... All football all day, and Good stuff. Uh, really, really can't argue. You know, my Vikings had a uh, had a Man. had a great game. Josh Dobbs, the Dobbasants is is continuing whatever you want to call him the <laughs> the what the pastronaut or whatever. Uh, had had a fantastic performance. Niners had a nice little uh, you know blowout of a game. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was it was a great weekend. What 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 yours look like? You unpacking those boxes? We're yet? basically done. So that. That is That's done because I yes. feel like people stare at boxes for like a solid week. No, after we, could, the we initial couldn't. Move. We just yeah. we couldn't. We're trying to get the childcare situation so people are in and out. Yeah. So we we had to you know we we had to get that taken care of. I will say this because we're having some issues mounting our TV. Right? The oh place sure. Is saying you got to use the studs and just the wall. pay people, man. Well, just, no, no, no. Just but that's what get happened. the hundred dollars out. So the way. they said, hey. You know, we'll have somebody come from the complex and mm-hmm. get it done. I'm like, okay, ah, cool. They right. came yeah, and they said, "Hey, sure. we can only use the studs, so you need to find a different mount." I start looking at mounts. Three hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. for a mount? Yeah. What are we talking about? Not so, even for the service so, itself. <laughs> no, not the service itself. So I will say this because I get, I am a yelper. Mm-hmm. I, I have my gripes. I'm very open about it. But I will say this: out of all the things I complain about, I know people have just gone to online and call me old fashioned, but. Best Buy always takes care of me. Mm. Best Buy always, because that's where yeah. we got the TV from. So we're trying to figure out, okay, how we can get this done. Best Buy said, we'll send somebody out. You don't get have to use the studs. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get it taken care of for you. So I'm just saying, because I always have a lot of negative things to for say sure. about customer service. So I feel like if you're going to be negative about things, you should also be positive. So shout out Geek Squad. And and it's not up yet, but hopefully okay. we get it taken care of. They're coming <laughs> out today. Yes, they're coming out today. Was the baby room the first thing you set up? It had, had to be, to, right? Had I was to, like, had to. that's the crib. Yeah. Get it all going. She had some apple. She didn't like the sweet potatoes. Right. First day was not bad. <laughs> Second day was very bad. Didn't like the sweet potatoes. The apple, she... She didn't mind. Okay. Was right? it applesauce or was it yeah, apple? Yeah, it was okay. like an applesauce type thing. It's a gotcha. texture thing yeah. that I think she is working through. And lastly, our own Joe Jaros, I started this Alan Asks uh, Q&A series yeah, on, sure. on Twitter. And it's just literally me just asking a question. And this one <laughs> I asked. We've been through that before. Well, oh, yeah. Boy. Well, no, okay. th- no, these are safe. Alan just asking questions. This is okay. me ingratiating <laughs> myself in the, it, as a Sacramentan wanting to know about Places in Sacramento. For sure, yeah. So I asked best place to get barbecue from, mm-hmm. and I got a, a couple nice replies, so thank you for everybody replying. I ended up going with our own Joe Jaros, friend of the show on YouTube and yes, friend sir. of the show in the building as well, and he said Urban Roots. So oh, I went to Urban Roots. Sure. It was Fuego. Yeah, Urban Roots fire. is smacking It was sure. fire. It was fire. Uh, you know, I'm not Keith Lee here, yeah. but, you know, I, I got to say that mac and cheese was absurd. It's bomb. It's it was crazy. absurd. Yeah. There's right. really nothing bad at Urban Roots. I've 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 been there a good handful of times. I will be back. I usually try and diversify what I get, and every time it's been it's been smacking. Yes, so big yes. shout out Urban Roots. Shout out Urban Roots because that was because I you know I got my spots yeah. now. Yeah. I got my spots from the Bay, Absolutely. and I'm thinking I need I, I need to get this barbecue yeah. going, and yeah. uh, did not disappoint. No, so not at all. That it never was does. that was my weekend. That was nice. That's great. Yeah, that was love, nice. love to see Sacktown Styles getting out and, and enjoying Styles, the community, man. getting to know the community, yes. and you know, yeah. 
yeah, you're, there's definitely, I mean, Sacramento prides itself on on its food scene, so I definitely think you're going to have a great time exploring yeah. People keep hitting me up like, man. hey, we know you're a foodie, yeah. Sacramento has everything, got you covered. man, I'm telling you, from, so, from pizza mm-hmm. to, you know, you can get Ethiopian food, yeah. man, there's there's things everywhere and all in between so uh yeah i'm excited i know you 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 classify yourself as a foodie that's and right I think, I think sacramento's gonna do you right good good yeah. love to hear it so there you go as we get into the niners and they had a really good weekend smacking the jaguars smacking just smacking 34 to 3 i thought where, that was supposed to be the hottest team in football it was supposed Man. to be the hottest team. oh my goodness kyle brant we can get that sound later because <laughs> we keep receipts on good morning football said i don't understand how the jaguars are underdogs at home well, brother, well, that's why. That's why. That's why. You brother. couldn't even get in the end zone. <laughs> no. You couldn't even get in the end zone. It didn't even look competitive. No. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, goodness gracious. And I get it. Chase Young, it literally was. This is what we're talking about. Uh, race to the quarterback. Yep. That's what I saw. Yeah. I saw literally two guys who said, I bet you I can get there yeah. first. And yeah. and Trevor Lawrence had to deal with that. And didn't even feel like Chase Young played that many snaps. No. Yeah, no. It, it didn't feel like they were really even full steam ahead. And, you know, we had heard heading into this game that the Jaguars' offensive line was uh, shaky at best. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe they traded for uh, Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings mm-hmm. uh, at the trade deadline. So they even knew that that was a thing that needed to be addressed. But, Man, I mean, you really couldn't have asked for a better opening performance from those guys. Like it, w- it was everybody. It was a, it was a sack party. Yeah, you you know, Bosa got back there. Hargrave got mm-hmm. back there. I think Hargrave got got one and a half sacks. Yeah, uh, Armstead was back. There. Like it was like that's what that's what I imagine Steve Wilkes and all mm-hmm. Niner Nation was was thinking about when they imagined uh, what this defensive line would look like. Of course, it took a couple trades and a, a couple weeks to get there but right. uh, I think we're finally seeing what this 49ers team this defense specifically is capable of with everything and I think the biggest you know note from this weekend to take is they were healthy and they looked yes. like the team that we saw the first five weeks when they were completely healthy. So Chris and I, as if you've been listening, thank you for listening. If you're just yes, not listening, Chris and I went golfing about two weeks ago. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is because we like to talk about a well-executed mulligan, mm-hmm. right? If you yes. shank, if you shank a a shot yep. and you say, "Hey, I'm going to use my mulligan here, breakfast ball, whatever," it's very important that that next <laughs> shot is nice. And right I had down the one, middle. I had one ball where I used my breakfast ball and I executed it perfectly. Still shanked the next shot, so yep. I still double bogeyed or whatever. But this is exactly what the Niners did, right? These three games was essentially their mulligan. And then they had their bye week, also their mulligan. So it is very important to come out and take advantage of everything you had going. And that's exactly what the Niners did. They came out firing on all cylinders. And I think you make a great point because there's something about challenging guys. And we talk about this a lot with the Kings, Mike Brown challenging Malik Monk, Mike Brown challenging Keegan Murray. And all this talk... Not only all this talk about Steve Wilkes not being in the booth or right. being in the booth, not being on the field. Now he was on the field. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Was it overblown or not? But all this talk, and you got to bring in Chase Young. And if I'm one of these one of these guys on the D line that's supposed to be one of these bad boys getting to the quarterback, that's John Lynch saying you're not good enough. Yeah, you're not playing good enough. Mm-hmm. So if you're hard, great. Hey. I want to show that I can do that. If you're another guy on this line. So not only did bringing in Chase Young just make your team better by putting him on the team, it also made your team better if right. you think you got some dogs on him. Don't forget, dog our dog segment 130, by the yep. way, for the Kings, dog yep. segment 130. If you think you got some dogs on your team, you're going to challenge them yep. and say, look, man, 
I'm bringing in somebody else because you're not getting it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring in somebody that thinks you can't. And you know what? If you are a dog and if you are somebody that likes to compete, you say, I'm happy we're bringing in Chase, but this is kind of a slap in the face a little bit yeah. saying that we're not good enough. For so sure. I think you're I think you're completely spot on for them to say, all right, well, we're going to bring in Chase and we're going to be better, but I'm still going to elevate my game because that snap's being taken away from me. Yeah. And that's what we saw last night mm-hmm. or yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Every everybody took uh, took advantage of the opportunity. I mean, from you know, Ambry Thomas even took advantage of the opportunity and had had a nice little play. The the they the were strip and everything. The broadcast too. Oh my goodness! It it was just it was it was incredible. The the performance that they put it was a real team performance, and that's that's Niner football. Like mm-hmm. that's been what the 49ers recipe has been these past couple of years. It's not just you know the ability to put thirty plus points on you. They tried to put forty plus, uh, but the ability also to to completely shut down the other team when when they have that kind of an edge to them. I mean, they're they're one of the best teams in football and I think we saw that the Niners, I mean, it's it's definitely not surprising, but the Niners are officially back when it comes to uh, the national people also talking about this oh, team. Yeah. You know, they they definitely started to write them off, and you know we're already talking about everybody else. But uh, I think after after this weekend, I think the Niners definitely put themselves right back firmly in that conversation of you know top three contenders. The the question becomes, and we'll get into this a little bit later. We still got to talk Brock Purdy. The question becomes, what do you prefer if you are? If, if, if you are a, an objective fan, mm-hmm. right, because obviously if you're a Niner fan, you're going to say, well, I'm going to go with the Niners. Here's my thing with the comparison between the Niners and the Eagles, yeah. right? I feel like we've seen the best from the Niners. Mm-hmm. And I think that the best from the Niners might be better than the Eagles, mm-hmm. right? That's what I think as far as the ceiling. Sure. As far as the Eagles are concerned, we have not seen their best, but they've still won. Yeah. Right? So it's almost as if, the Eagles' basement isn't as low as the Niners, yes. but I feel like the Niners' ceiling might be higher than the Eagles. Absolutely. So it's really a matter of what you prefer because how long are we? We're on what 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 week are we? Week 10? Week 10. Week yeah, 10? we just wrapped up. To, we're about how to how long, and the yeah. Eagles had a bye here, how long are the Eagles? And I know you want to be playing your best football later in the season, yeah. but J, but but Jalen Hurts is, is injured, still mm-hmm. trying to come back from the knee. At what point... Do you say, okay, we probably should see your ceiling now, yeah, right? For sure. Are, are there, do we really expect the Eagles to hit their apex right when the playoffs start? I don't. Right. I don't as believe the wear that. and tear on as your body wear, has exactly. never been more. I don't believe and, that. And then you got to get through a couple playoff rounds as well. I mean, if the Eagles, it, that it truly feels like this year uh, that that number one seed in the first round by has never been more important because yeah, it, it's tough to think about the Eagles who. Uh, just play such a physical style of football. Them remaining healthy through through three more playoff games to get to the Super Bowl and the Niners as well. You know they've had their injury woes already throughout this season. I think that that <laughs> the race for the first round bye is going to be incredibly important in the NFC. And it seems like it's a three team race that between three teams who realistically all have great shots of doing it between the Eagles, the Lions, and the Niners. Uh, I definitely think that it's it's going to be paramount to to get that spot because you just you just don't know. I think mm-hmm. I think those three teams are so tightly contested. Uh, just stylistically, they're also pretty different. I I think I think it's going to be huge down the stretch, and I I don't really think that the Eagles have 
that see I think this is just kind of going to be the Eagles team we see the rest of this year is just a really physical football team that wins dirty. I don't know if they have that yeah. that blowing out of of a of a top tier team in them this year. No. And got to get to a break. Everybody is saying that oh the Niners are cooked in terms of the first round bot. It's going to be the Eagles. Let me read you Man, who the look Eagles at that have Eagle coming schedule. up. I'm telling you. The Eagles next, they got the Chiefs in Kansas City. That's yep. a Monday nighter. After that, they they host the Bills. Well, so it can't get harder than that, right? They can't, right. Then you have the Bills, who depends on which Josh Allen shows up. <laughs> that could be a close game. It's going to be a close game either way. Then they have the Niners that oh, come to okay. town with bad intentions based on that playoff well, it's game. It's over after that, right? After that, you got to go to Dallas, oh. to Jerry World, and face the Cowboys, who are... Yeah, they're still the Cowboys, but they're always going to give you a tough go. Yeah. Then after that, you got to go up to the 12th man and face don't write me off. I didn't write back <laughs> Geno Smith. who yeah. They're another team who they win games but yeah. never looks pretty. Well, at home, too, they're going to be a lot tougher. Exactly. To after that, you, got, screaming and you got the Giants after that and yeah, then the Cardinals sure. and the Eagles. But that five-game stretch, yeah. you have that. Meanwhile, next week, the Niners, with, with two guys from Ohio State— <laughs> They get to face who? Baker Mayfield. And who can't they stand? Baker Mayfield. So I'm just saying, it's not over yet. Got to get to a break. When we get back, I'll tell you why I'm a Brock star now and and why I got a party like one. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. Second down one, a play caller delight here. Kittle goes in motion right outside of McKivitz. Ayuk is on that side. Purdy under center, a five-step drop. Now going to pump and throw down the sideline. Kittle, he's got it, and he's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. Keep feeding the beast on a wheel route in George Kittle's wheels. There is nothing wrong with him. Matched up on Devin Lloyd, pure one-on-one. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. I mean, that's it for me. That's it for me. You know, I was never a Brock hater, right? But we had conversations sure. about Brock's limitations and what he'd be able to do this and that. I, the, the three the three not great games, right, in the picks I, really didn't move me mm-hmm. because I didn't really know how I felt about Brock in terms of that elite guy. When I watched that throw, the first thing I think in my mind is, you know, the whole rookie of the year. I got the UCL. How is my arm strength? He was facing pressure. I really don't even know how he got it off, mm-hmm. right? It was a, a smidge underthrown, but not like George Kittle had to actually come back. He kind of came to the side a little bit. It was very Eli Manning-esque. It yes. reminded me of like that Eli Manning to to uh, David Tyree throw, where right. it's kind of like the pocket's collapsing yeah. completely. He can't step into it. He just kind of throws over and the line enough and mustard throws it on it, yeah. Enough mustard on it, and George Kittle literally walked into the end zone. Brock Purdy, 19 for 26, 296 yards, three tutties mm. against a guy that in in the football world, a lot of people compare it. Trevor Lawrence, number one round, you know, first overall pick out of Clemson, mm-hmm. right? So Brock Purdy showed up. I understand that. Is he, quote-unquote, limited in areas? Yes, but if any other my, – my thing is this. If any other quarterback, specifically a Mahomes or a Josh Allen, any of these guys make that throw, everybody is saying 
specifically mm-hmm. that that is a throw that Brock Purdy can't make. Right. And he just made it. Yeah. And he just made it. And then in the afternoon slate, as we have Michael Irvin, who about a month ago said he would take Brock Purdy over Justin Herbert, I don't I don't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I will say this. Justin Herbert misses a lot of passes per game. Sure. He misses throws at least two to three open, open throws. If Brock misses a throw, normally that person isn't wide open. Sure. It's very rare for Brock to just completely miss. I'm not saying he's the next Joe Montana. I'm not even saying he's the next Steve Young. But all I'm saying is any conversation that was being had about Brock Purdy these last three games, Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl with this Niners team. Now, can he win this Super Bowl with a different roster? I don't know. But luckily for Brock, we don't (laughs) have to find out. Yeah. We don't have to find out. I don't I'm all in, man. I'm all in. I'm I'm, a Brock star. Yeah, I I think that he's I think if the question is can this 49ers team win with Brock Purdy as their quarterback, I've always thought that question was a little ridiculous, but I think that answer is absolutely yes. Like if Mm -hmm. he's playing well, there's he's not holding this team back at all. And you know, I, I have a problem with people saying that, yeah, you could throw anyone in there because, frankly, I mean, you can't have the Niners personnel without having Brock Purdy on his contract. So right. the, you can't really have uh, – you can't have both. And I think Brock is – is he's going to be good enough. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, yes, is his ceiling as high as some of those other guys? Like, can Brock Purdy have a game that Trevor Lawrence is maybe capable of having on a given night? No, he's, he's not. He, he is limited in that sense, but – the average Brock game or, or where he lives from, you know, good average to, okay, just a decent game. It's, it's so steady and, uh, and just consistent. I think that he's, he's more than capable of leading this team as far as they need to be. And I, I think as long as he's not turning the ball over, like we've seen in the last three weeks, that's really the key to me. It's not even really about all the plays he can make. It's about the plays he won't be making. And as long, yeah, I think as long as he's staying, keeping the ball, in the Niners' possession, I think he's doing fine. I have a question for you because as that, and it is so difficult to talk about this because there are so many other factors, right? If we're going to sit here, not us, but the collective we, and sit here and say that football is the ultimate team game. We hear that all the time, right? If football is the ultimate team game, then even though I just did it, I don't know that I should say that Brock just beat Trevor Lawrence head-to-head straight up. Right. Because I feel like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like somebody like you, and this is what I saw on social media yesterday, said who won between Trevor Lawrence and Brock Purdy. Obviously, Brock won the game. And somebody said the quarterback that didn't have to go up against the Niners defense. No. No, I mean, the Jaguars have a great defense as well. That's what I thought. Jaguars are number three defense in DVOA right now. I mean, they're, they're one of the best. They're not slouches uh, at no, the very worst. No, definitely not. Worst. Yeah, they're, they're a top, t- uh, top defensive unit in the NFL, no matter how you look at it. And I think, I think Brock did good enough. I don't personally love to say this. I mean, I think in the sense of if you ask who won the day, Brock definitely had a much better day than Trevor Lawrence, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it, you can definitively say Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Sure, definitely not. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, – yeah, I, I don't even know what the – what the. yeah, I, I'm not a big fan in quarterback versus quarterback. No, I, no. I think – I think each situation is is independent in, in itself, and I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm not a personally a big fan in saying quarterback versus quarterback. Well, what it is is 
again, we talked about what would you prefer knowing if you were a Niner fan or Eagle fan, uh, knowing, oh, this is what my team ceiling is, or, hey, this is I don't know what my team ceiling is, but I know we can win ugly. The other part of this is the, comp, the, the conversation between a Justin Herbert and a Brock Purdy is would you rather have somebody that can make up for the missed throws, mm-hmm. right, because of their arm talent, right. or just has somebody that doesn't really miss throws. And that is why people had so many question marks. When when Brock throws an interception, it is tougher because you're mm-hmm. thinking, hey, how are you going to be able to overcome this because right. you don't have the the super laser to show? I mean, that, right. to be fair, right, and, and I am a Brock star, when you watch, when you not, I don't even know how I would put Trevor Lawrence here, but Justin Herbert, just specifically because I was watching that afternoon game, just going back and forth between them and the Cowboys, and I didn't have to watch very much of the Cowboys game with the Giants. It just is, yeah, it, it looks effortless, yeah. right? I mean, it, it looks effort, effortless, and it comes out on a laser. Sure. I will give Justin Herbert that. But besides besides that, like we said, you're throwing lasers missing guys. And I know Brandon Saylor's probably going to get canned. Yeah. I'm surprised he might even get canned this week at this point. But Just wait until they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, then they'll then they'll move on from him. And I get I get why everybody would still can still say, hey, Justin Herbert in the offense would do this, this, and this. But from what I've seen, Justin Herbert is missing wide open receivers that Brock doesn't miss. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Do you think Brock Purdy could have played in that Lions uh Chargers game? Like if the Niners were in the place of the Chargers, do you think he could have gone tick for tack with the score? Because that's my thing is we still the saw, Niners roster st- or just put Brock on the no, Chargers? No, we can put the Niners roster on there. That's fine. I'm just saying if the Niners are in place of the... Yes, the, I we, do. We're, we're talking about how the Kings have yeah. shown different ways of winning football, basketball games. That's the the question with Brock Purdy we still haven't gotten answered is can he win in a shootout? Because that game was that game required Justin Herbert to constantly be on the heels of the Lions mm-hmm. and put the pressure on the Lions offense to keep scoring. Brock Purdy, off. we just saw Brock Purdy win 34 to 3 and not have right. any adversity at all. They won wire to it's wire. What we've seen. The it's last what we've 3 seen. weeks though, the seen. problem has been the Niners don't have the lead and Brock isn't playing from behind, so he's not having to actively make plays to win the game. I think, you know, it's the Niners just have a little bit of front runner energy. And mm-hmm. I think, again, if if I'm going to keep that, that energy that I have with the Kings where it's good to see them and I need to see them win in different ways, I still need to see the, the, the 49ers because come playoff time, those games get a lot tighter. Mm-hmm. I need to see what happens when it's, okay, what happens when you're down 10 nothing, And can you win if you're down... 14 to 28 that Rams game yeah but like in a true shoot like Justin Herbert I just saw him when his team needed him to continue to score just to make the game close Mm -hmm. he continued to put pressure on that Lions team if the Niners are down two scores what happens I think that's still the answer that I need answered from Brock to see can he win the Super Bowl with the Niners? Because at some point, you're going to be down 10 nothing, Like Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl against the Niners, you're going to be down 10 points in the yeah. fourth quarter. Can you come back and win? We just, we haven't, it's it's not a matter of if he can or mm-hmm. or I definitely don't think he can or I know he can. Just seen it's it. just we, we don't have that information yet, especially, and even if we see it once, Okay, he's got the capability of doing it, but can you do it again? That again is what makes you different than just, you know, Baker Mayfield can have a comeback come from behind victory, but can you do it multiple times in high pressure situations? What we do have the information though is that Kyle Shanahan cannot. 
That's yes. the other part. Well, of sure. yes, right, we did exactly. read off those right. numbers, but I he also can't but, hold but the that's, lead. <laughs> right. But again, second year quarterback. That's why it was so important for this defense to figure it out. Right. Exactly. So they've what, been I, I, the defense has been just as key to the success. Right. As the, I, I would argue more important to the success so, of this team. Right. And the and the conversation is if if. You get if hopefully you just don't get down two scores. That's why we're paying you guys yeah. all this money. That's why we brought in Chase Young. If we do get down two scores, though, or even dare I say more, right? Yeah. 13, nothing, Anything something, happen, something yeah. like that. Sure. We haven't necessarily seen seen that. I also don't know if that'll happen. We don't know. We right. just don't know what totally. we don't know. But in these spots, when everything is rolling, I get it. Yeah. And there's a lot of Christian McCaffrey as well. Yep. Brock Purdy can win you a Super Bowl. And on days like this, you you do make a good point. But on days like this, when you see him do these things. Yeah, it's not the time to have that conversation. No, yet. no. But I just don't know when it's going to happen, sure. right? I mean, looking back on these other games, that Browns game, let let, let us not forget mm-hmm. the Jake Moody, which was Jake Booty that game, and he missed <laughs> and he missed that field goal. He let him down to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you that, put him that, in situations. That's two, that's Vikings two game losses. even. He was playing well and then Arguably got, got a concussion, concussed. and so, then things changed. So, you, you know, they yeah. had that Browns game. Yeah. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we are swinging back over to the Kings to talk about what we've seen from them, and can we expect this to be the norm? Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, on a beautiful Monday morning, taking you up to 2 p.m. Thank you to Kyle getting it done for us behind the glass today. Shout out, Kyle. Good stuff. We have Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports Niners reporter at 11. I believe I saw Emil running around, so he should be in the booth. Might right? be at 11:30. He has a meeting for his real job, so it oh. might be at 11:30. Okay, fair enough. Man. Well, we will keep you up on that, and when Emil gets in, we will talk more Niners. But for now, we're going to swing over to the Kings. Don't forget one one fifteen, the DOG segment, our dog of the game segment. We still have to refresh our dogs. I got to remember who my dog was. I think it was – I went Keegan. I think I and went Domas. Yeah. Well, both of ours – Looking nice. Out. Looking nice. Checked out. Come so, on. 115, get your dogs of the game. And you got to switch it up, right? So, I went Davion last time. I went Keegan this time. So, I got to pick somebody new. Chris yep. has to pick somebody Definitely. new. And if you on the YouTube text line, call line, hop in. You got to pick somebody new, whoever you've been picking. By the way, we're going to open up the phone lines, 916-339-1140, as we begin to talk Kings. How are you feeling, Chris? Friday went well. Yeah. You still need to see more. You know, it's uh, I'm starting to kind of slowly get off that ledge a little. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's feeling like, you know, you could talk yourself into some things. Mm-hmm. The Kings have only really lost to two opponents. And, uh, you know, without De'Aaron Fox in five of their eight games, they're still four and four. So, uh, you know, look, looking taking a step back, it's mm-hmm. it's maybe not as dire as what it felt like as we were going through it. But, uh Still still have a, a couple things that I think I need to see before I'm completely convinced that this team is uh, is going to be okay while De'Aaron Fox is out for hopefully not too much longer. Yeah, and one of those things would probably be Keegan. Another for thing sure. will be Harrison Barnes. And we have <laughs> a, 11.45, don't want to miss this. We have an A versus B conversation, a comparison 
I'm not going to spoil it. I kind of already did. Harrison Barnes will be featured in that some way. Mm, some way. Somehow. somehow. I'm not going to tell you how. That is how you save ATs mm-hmm. right there. And, yeah, I think today is tonight is a huge, huge night for the Kings. Yeah, for because sure. Because you have a Cavs team that just beat the Warriors, mm-hmm. that are rolling on all cylinders. I mean, Darius Garland – I know you have. I know you say what you say about Donovan Mitchell, but he is a guy who, even with all those shots Donovan Mitchell takes, yeah. still finds a way to get his. For sure, Evan Mobley. They are they are a well constructed team, and really a team that I think is a version of a more modern team, but with kind of flashes of old school. You're, they're still, sure. they're way they're more traditional than. The Thunder, for sure. Right, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got their two big system. They run Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, who are two massive centers that are going to make life really difficult at yeah. the rim. And, you know, the Kings have already kind of struggled with getting to the rim in general. So that's definitely going to be interesting. It makes me feel like tonight the Kings are probably going to have to rely a lot on their jump shooters to to hit perimeter jumpers. Because, yeah, when you have Evan Mobley – I'm sorry, yes, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen at the mm-hmm. rim, those guys are, are going to make it just – just hell on yes. on your guards, especially, uh, and I, I don't really fear too much for Sabonis. I think Sabonis's physicality will will prove itself uh, to be too much for those two guys. But I think just the the guards getting to the rim is going to be the uh, the big issue with tonight's game. And so, yeah, it's it's going to be big on Keegan. It's going to be big on on Kevin and also Malik, who really hasn't hit uh, many shots from the perimeter to kind of get it going and, mm-hmm. and open everything up and and maybe make that that more traditional too big. Thing for Cleveland a little bit tougher to play, even though Evan Mobley is just he's just a monster mm-hmm. defensively. So uh yeah, there's in just in general, length and size tend to bother the Kings a lot. We've talked about that a couple times uh so far this year, but it'll it'll definitely be an interesting game, even with De'Aaron Fox still out, just them trying to figure out how to how to figure out that puzzle. Because if I'm not mistaken, the Kings did uh beat the Cavs last year on the road without mm-hmm. De'Aaron. So they have a blueprint for it. They just kind of need to need to figure it out on the fly as well I think yeah and you know the things that we feel are repeatable for the Kings would be that defensive effort for sure and you can't teach height and we know that that's a big team over there the two guys that you talk about in in Mobley and Allen great last name by the way the the problem for me is at what (laughs) point do we do we worry about the outside shooting Right, yeah, because sure. every, because I'm not worried about it because if you watch the game, they generate the Kings do so many open looks, so many. and so we've many. seen them. Even though it's a it's been a short season, yeah. we've seen them against multiple teams that pride themselves on defense. Yeah. The Thunder do, mm-hmm. the Warriors do. Right, the I think even the the Lakers would say that they pride themselves on defense. They love saying that AD is the best two way guy, whatever. Oh, yeah. Right, and it through all of that, the Kings are still generating the most open looks. So you feel good about that, and you got to think, okay, at some point they'll start to fall. For sure, we just don't know if they're going to fall at the same clip as they did last year. Yeah, that's ultimately the thing. So are you worried about that, or do you think they could they can power through? Because to your point, Mm -hmm. as much as I like Malik in the two-man game, facing a long inside team like the Cavs, I don't know if you're going to be able to bread and butter that as much as you did against some of these other teams that they faced. That's what I'm worried about. If the the pick and roll isn't isn't rolling tonight— 
you got to get those shots falling because mm-hmm. the, basically, like you said, the lane is closed for business. You got to go over to a different lane. Yeah. Because that lane in the paint it's is tough. closed. It's going to be really, really tough. Road work. And, you know, yeah, Road work. I, frankly, I mean, I, I I hate to give him credit, but Donovan Mitchell and, and uh, more so Donovan Mitchell, I was going to throw Darius Garland in there as well, but he's he's not really the best defensively. Uh, he, he's done a good job of keeping guys on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is a little bit of a risk taker. He's one of those, you know, you, you got the Allen Iverson shirt on today. It's actually perfect. You know? He really does take a lot of risks defensively with steals but when you have those two big guys behind you you're allowed to take those kind of risks because you know you can go for the steal and if you get blown by those two guys are going to be behind you to, to protect you but Donovan Mitchell has done a really good job this season of, of just kind of being a little bit more physical on the perimeter I've noticed defensively more so without uh, Darius Garland the first couple games he really did try and, and do more defensively so it's it's going to be interesting what stylistically Cleveland tries to do tonight. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken they're one of the uh one of the the few the lowest scoring teams in the NBA. So they're not really a team that's that's going to try and pl- play a high pace game. Uh yeah, they're 24th right now in points per game. So mm. that kind of lends itself to help the Kings especially without De'Aaron. They've played a lot slower and a lot more methodically. Uh, so I think this is actually a pretty decent – it's a better matchup than I would say OKC was for the Kings. So the fact that they were able to handle OKC does make me feel a little bit better about just, you know, styles make fights. Mm-hmm. I would say the the styles of these two teams lend itself, I think, to help out the Kings a little bit more. Got to get to a break. When we get back, might be a meal. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm looking at Kyle. I don't think so. Hey, he just honestly he walked in three seconds uh-huh. before the end of the break and said he needed to go to a meeting. So got it. I'm okay. gonna go try and find him in the break. All that sounds All like good. a no. It's okay. So when we get back, we will ask the question: Will the real Sacramento Kings please stand up? And I will have a segment. I know Chris likes to joke about the stature of our own oh. Davion Mitchell. But if there's a game where Davion could be utilized. Maybe it's a night this like tonight game, yeah. and I will have an ode to the fellow short kings, <laughs> specifically on the Arizona Cardinals. That's what's up next. Thousand Watkins, Sacktown Sports.